You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast, which syndicates for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject I have coming up for you is Tame It Down. Tame is the front man, the man at the centre of LA's finest, Faster Pussycat. The reason for the conversation is to promote Faster Pussycat's upcoming tour of Australia. It's happening in February of 2019. The first show is happening on Thursday the 14th in Adelaide, Friday the 15th in Melbourne, Saturday the 16th in Sydney, and Sunday the 17th in Brisbane. I'll try and get along to that one. This is a really good conversation about all sorts of things. So let's have a listen to what Tame has to say. Here we go. Hello. Hello, mate. It's just Andrew calling back. How are you going? Good. How's it going? Sorry about that earlier. No, that's all good. No, John explained what was going on, mate, so no worries whatsoever. Uh, I guess that leads into my... Three different people calling at the same time. <laughs> like... But that's, mm, fine. that's, I suppose, in a way, that signifies how important you are to us, don't you think? There that, you that, go. That people yeah. are climbing over each other to try to get a conversation with you and that it is important to Australian fans that you're coming down. That's <laughs> awesome. So yeah. the shows that are coming up, have you been playing a lot live lately? Or is this, are you yeah, really... We, we, yeah, we play, no, we play all the time. We're always playing. We just played New Year's Eve at the Whiskey. We were did a couple of shows in Texas. We were out most of the summer. We constantly tour. So mm. was, we're, yeah, we're not just doing this for just a, just to go to Australia, which is nice. I wish we could do do it every year. But yes. you gotta have the right, gotta have the promoter that wants to bring you down. You can't just go down. We're not like out promoting new shit, really. You know what I mean? We're working on new stuff, but we're not out promoting it. We're just out, just going down to do some shows. You know what I mean? So mm. it's not like we gotta a label or someone that's going to bring us down there. You know what I mean? So it's, you got to have a promoter that's, that wants to bring you down there. So we find, you know, yeah, I guess every, t- I guess every 10 years we find a promoter with some balls. You bring us down. Wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. So do you see, yeah, it's a good point actually. So do you see a lot of the same fans at shows? Cause you do have a very loyal audience down here. I've noticed. Yeah. I mean, we do here as well. You know what I mean? So we, like we tour every summer. And then we'll do different runs too. Sometimes we'll do tour twice a year. We'll do another month and a half, you know, and just get logged into some other dates. But mm. yep. we've been doing it for forever. <laughs> we've yeah. been forever. And it's like I do, I do occasionally I'll do motorcycle trips, you know, around the country and stuff. And I'll not end up staying with people, you know, fans and that yeah. turn into friends, you know. I mean, they're doing this for, they're not, not only we're fans at the beginning and after years and years of coming and hanging out, we just get to know them and just, you, you forget that they're, you know, that they're a fan once, but cause they've been your buddy for 20 years, mm. you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's odd. It's cool. It's cool. But yeah, you, you get their kids, you get the fans and then you get to, you watch your kids grow up and stuff. Yeah. I guess just being all this, still be able to do this over the years you know what i mean you, you get to see people how did grow you, up and you, and you see people go go away too as well yeah so how, how did bad. you i've asked this question of so many artists and i always get a different answer but how did you survive the 90s because i know you had the cat house and i know you had other things going on but it was a tough bloody era for for hard rock and heavy metal yeah i fucking went to chicago and played with some goofy industrial people and pig face and stuff and did that came back came back to LA and then started the newly deads 
then started a new club called the Pretty Ugly Club hmm. in in Los Angeles, and pretty much kept busy and working throughout the '90s. So it's like just doing different shit, learning fucking learning actually how to record myself without having like back in the back in the late '80s and early '90s when we started. Yep. You know, it's like you just we were kids. We yeah. just went into the studios, we just rehearsed. I never really knew what any of the knobs meant when you went into the studio. I knew there was a slider. <laughs> that's got to be volume. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's about it. So I learned how to track and do all that shit just on out of books and reading and, and, and fucking with gear, going into studios and just, just spending working time. with friends and do, doing that shit. Then went to Chicago. Yeah. Did that. Joined up with Pigface, which is Martin Hag- That formed out of ministry. And yeah, it's that's Al Jorgensen. Yeah. From Nine Inch. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails. It was like everybody from Ministry minus Al. So it was like fucking. He was like uh-huh. Trent Reznor. He came. He came out of Pig Face as well. And it okay. was like a compilation group of a bunch of people because it came out of that mine is a terrible thing to taste tour. Hmm. But I got to be friends with Martin. He was working on a Skinny Puppy record in L.A. And it was just kind of at the tail end of all that shit. And he was like, "You want to come out?" We were me and my buddy Mike were. You know, pick, trying to figure out where we're going to move. Either going to move to Chicago or, or New Orleans. At the time, mm. we just wanted to get the fuck out of LA. I wanted to change. Wanted to do something different. So we both, Pigface and Martin stuff was in Chicago, and we had a bunch of other friends in Chicago yeah. too. So that was a that was that was the move, and we did that, and it was fun. It was you know it was fun. It was different. It changes changes shit, but it's like still fucking midwest i'm a west coast boy so i was like <laughs> i got homesick and moved back to california yeah i'm from seattle like... but i'm but i'm but it's yeah it was when it's in chicago it gets hot and humid and la at least it's hot it's just hot it's, yeah yeah dry heat all that shit and my mom and my sisters and shit they're all up in seattle it's just closer to get home to visit and stuff too but it was fun it was definitely fun it was a good change of pace hmm yeah, fair enough. And you would have worked with, I've never asked anybody about Paul Barker before, but if that's cool, I'll ask you about working with him. So did, did you have an opportunity to work with him when you were doing the pig face stuff? Not a whole lot with Paul, because he was kind of like the, uh, but I met him and stuff. I worked more like Charles Levi and fucking Paul Raven. Paul Raven. Oh, Raven. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. He was in he was prom my, for a he while was my as well. Guy. He, I was just going to say, he, was, he kept trying for years to get me in prom. Cause I've known Tommy too. We did some shit. shit with me and me and Scold and stuff. When I come, came back from Chicago and stuff, Tom, uh, Paul was trying to He hung out a lot, me and Paul. And he was constantly trying to get me to play guitar with Prong, but I was busy doing different shit. And Tommy was like, nah, he's Glenn Rocker. <laughs> we so, we always <laughs> gave each other shit, but we always got, this as a joke and shit, but we always, me and Tommy always got along fucking awesome too. So. Yeah, that's sweet. Actually, uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm a big prong fan. That would have been awesome to see you see you do some of that stuff there. But obviously, you you, you had yeah, other I was, things. I was into it, but I started doing the newly deads at that same time, and I really, I really liked, I really liked what I was doing and the guys I was with. So I was like, I go, there's fucking huge money in it. <laughs> and of course, you pay everybody as least as possible. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a good. He's a good bloke. He's like, yeah, it wasn't rolling in dough, but fucking good band, and they're still fucking great. Tommy's still awesome. Yeah, I saw them when they came down. Actually, not many people in the crowd, though. It must be said. I don't. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't think it was the promoter's fault, but uh, yeah, it was one of those occasions where they played on a Tuesday and Wednesday night, you know, middle of the week, 
and uh, it wasn't it wasn't really a flat out show, unfortunately. But I'm an old fan, but that's why I knew Raven. But just talking about about Raven, then, because of course I've read um, Al's biography, Al Jorgensen's biography. What's your take on working uh-huh. with Raven? Raven, we just fucking we come over to here. He'd come over to my place and work with me. So it was always he was just always fucking smiling and laughing and always always fun, always fun guy to hang out with. Yeah. So he'd come over and help me work on shit. Because we were like, he said I was working on So Me and Tim Skull were working on some shit for Prong. We were doing some remix on some of the tracks for the, for their remixes and shit. So, but Paul was always, fucking Raven was always awesome. We used to hang out a lot together at Crazy Girls and Strip Club in Hollywood after. <laughs> we'd always come down, to, we'd always come down to my club. I had a, the fucking badass rock club in LA for a yeah, long time called the Pretty Ugly oh, Club. No, pretty ugly. No, this club, is sorry. after. This was this was like started right at the beginning of two thousand. Okay. But ended on Christmas ninety nine was the first Pretty Ugly Club, and it was like it was like the Cat House for like five years in LA. It was fucking the, but it was like the nine ninety you know two thousand. It was all just fucking new shit or just the new glam kind of movement rock and shit in LA at the time and yeah. there's, there's a lot of Gwen Mars and Gwen Mars and different shit broken and oh shit the newly our shit the newly dead Texas Terry it was like it was a fun fucking scene it was the club was packed every fucking Tuesday so I bet I bet so I was only on one night or was every where I was actually Wednesday cat house where I was just doing some cat house shit with Ricky uh, that was Tuesday Pretty Uglies was every Wednesday so, yeah. oh right yeah so the clubs are, they, are both clubs are they still in existence in some shape or form fuck no not at all Gonskis yep I'll just yeah I'll I'll just part of time you know well, the Cat House is legendary. You, you must be aware of that. People across the world, uh, obviously I'm from Australia and even I know about it. I've seen you wear the T-shirts in promo shots and the like. So do you get asked a lot about some yeah. of the shenanigans that happened in there? Yeah, we, yeah, totally. We've done it. Ricky just started up. Ricky just started a podcast. So we helping him do that. Sweet. Too. It's called the fucking Hollywood, Cat House Hollywood podcast or whatever, but it's like, he just started. He's got two little episodes. They're short episodes. They're cool. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Go to your podcast thing on your app and subscribe to it. It's pretty cool. So it's like, yeah, we've done re- cat house reunions. We did that big cat house live thing that we did at Irvine Meadows. It was a few years ago. Yep, and that was cool. But it's like those days are just the, they were those days. You know what I mean? Yeah. That time and that place, even like the Pretty Ugly Club, Hollywood was got to be pumping again and it was like when you have a rock club that's in los angeles magazine which is in all like the dentist office and, and it's talking about your club and it it was pretty it was pretty crazy <laughs> and it was it was a lot of fun that's when i got more fucked up then than i ever did back in the old days a bit a bit did you um shit. so now i'm sober <laughs> how did you um did you ever perform or hang out with river phoenix Actually, uh, I didn't ever perform, but I've hung out a couple of times with him. I mean, I was there that night that happened. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 I know. That was a, he's that... friends with, mutual friends with a lot of people. Yeah, he's a rock and roll. Josh Richman, man. John, and I've known Johnny Depp and fucking Robert Downey and all those fuckers since I was, since we were all, since we came out, since back in like 86 and shit, I've been friends with those guys. So, 
Do you still get to... We were new rockers. They were new actors and shit, too. So yeah, well, emerging rockers and emerging actors. And, and do you still hang out with some of those guys? Yeah, once in a while. Once in a while, we'll see them at the holidays for certain things. We get mutual mutual friends for that as well. Too. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. We're always like, say, oh, someone should say, come hang and shit, different. So it's just, yeah, it's weird. Go back. Cause, I mean, a lot of those guys too used to hang out, come to my club, come to the cat house as well. As we were all, we were, like I said, we were all kids. Mm. Kids back then. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what was your um, what was your journey to sobriety like? If you don't mind me asking the question, was it a was it a difficult one, or was it like a you know you woke up on Monday and said was, I'm not doing this anymore? No, it was called like fucking. We were out getting ready to do a festival in Maryland, the M3 festival, a bunch of shit almost two years ago, and then fucking couldn't lay down and couldn't. As soon as I put my head back, I couldn't breathe. And it was like, what, I didn't know what was wrong with me. So we mm-hmm. fucking, we were supposed to do some other show. We did a few, a couple, we did long out, we did the whiskey, flew out the next night, flew out like fucking so early in the morning that we went from the whiskey, from that gig at the Hollywood to the airport. <laughs> and then flew out early in the morning, played that night in Long Island. Then we played a Jersey show, then we played a, a show in the city. Yep. Down a, uh, Battery Electric in New York. Then we did a show in, Mar- uh, in Delaware. And then we were, that match when that happened, I was like, fucking, we were supposed to do a show in Pittsburgh, but I was already going to cancel that anyway because it was ridiculously too far hmm. to go yep. for, a, for a fly out and a drive in a car and then have to get back to this festival, which was the most, which was the main reason we went out for any of those shows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we went to uh, went to the doctor. I don't know what the fuck this is. I couldn't in Delaware. I, I lay at the hotel. I lay down and I couldn't breathe. It was like someone just was choking me. I sat up and I could breathe. And I lay down. I was like yeah. so. Basically, I had to. Basically, I had to fall asleep sitting up. And then I thought, and we went to the drove to Maryland. And go. Let's just go to the go to the doctor and check, check it out. Maybe it's some type of pneumonia or walking pneumonia or something. Mm. And it was fucking, it, I was just was bombarded by everything. They were like, you got, you're diabetic? I go, no. Oh, you go, no, no. And then, uh, oh, chances are you have lung cancer and chances are you have kidney cancer and you and you have congestive heart failure. All that at once. Jesus, so, yeah. Like, I couldn't do the show. They went up, they had other people play sing for me. The band went up and played, but I was in the hospital. They wouldn't let me leave. So, yeah. And I was there for in there for two nights, and then we flew, I flew back with them, and then I just went to the doctors, and they, you know, it's luckily I didn't have any cancers, and it was just heart failure, and they, I'm fixed, but now I'm sober too, so I'm still diabetic, but I'm like it's. My shit's good. My heart's good. Yeah. They put, had to put a stent in my heart. Okay. And now, because it was only working at half capacity, like, and now it's working at regular capacity like everybody else is. Shit, so they, yeah. yeah. They, they fixed it, and I just put it, I, I thought people go, how did you quit smoking, man? And I just, congestive heart failure. I'd get that and quit smoking like that. I've smoked for 37 years. I thought, just before that happened, I was talking to somebody, I got probably never quit smoking. It probably killed me, and I just fucking like a week later, I was in the hospital. But I've not had a cigarette or a drink or any drugs since. So it's almost two years now. 
That's that's incredible. <laughs> it like, wasn't yeah. something I it wasn't something that it wasn't something that I wanted to do. I enjoyed what I you know, I enjoyed my life yeah. doing it, but I I also enjoy my life a little bit more that you know than that. Otherwise I wouldn't have my life hmm. at all. You know, I would have it would kill me. I would have kept going on the way I was. And I did I thought nothing I I thought I was fine. I had no idea. I thought I was indestructible. Yeah. I just had done, done it for so long, you know, and just lived the same way for forever. And I just thought, you know, I thought I just thought I could go on forever doing it that way. And Jesus, my body yeah. said, fuck you. So <laughs> That's how it works, isn't yeah. it? I've heard this many times and I've had a few discussions with artists and musicians now where it, it does get like that everything's fine and then one day you wake up and there is a big fuck you waiting for you. But it, you've turned things yeah. around. So have you have you got energy levels these yeah, days? Yeah, more. I, fuck, I can walk up a street now, which I couldn't do before. Basically, I'd get you know, all. Anytime I go uphill, you'd be like, oh, after smoking since I was fifteen. But now, I, yeah, I, I get out every morning. I'm out for about at least, about at least four miles, usually about five miles a day. Yep. Get out and do, do that in the mornings when I get up and do whatever. It's fun doing it too when I'm on tour because you get to do it all these. I do have this thing called Map My Walk on my on my on my iPhone. Yep. And it was like when we were in Europe, and I, I just do got my little maps of just do, walking over these little cobble bridges over these little fucking canals or whatever, just different places. It's pretty cool yeah. to be able to just get out and before I before I just be hung over and sleeping it off somewhere. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, shit's a little shit's a little different. I do, yeah, I do not miss hangovers because as oh, you get God. older, they get fucking longer and longer. They're horrendous. I'm 40 and they're horrendous yeah. hangovers. I just, I don't drink to the yeah. point. I have about five drinks and then I'm done yeah. these days. Yeah. Special yeah, occasions. They're going to get worse, Baba. They're going to get longer. Yeah. I've thought about, I've thought yeah, about not did. drinking, but it's, yeah, uh, but it's fucking whatever. I, I miss a fucking good cold beer on a hot day, especially down there right now. I heard fucking blistering. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculously hot down yeah. there right now. It's got, yeah. we got, it's on the news here. It's on the news here. That's how bad it is. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. It's look. It's um, if you got air conditioning, you you're okay. Where I'm, I'm in Queensland. You've but you've been here before, so you know what it's like. We're in the subtropics here. Yeah. Well, I'm in the subtropic part, so it's not too bad. Yeah. But if you go further inland or further north or down in the desert part of South Australia, mate, you you cannot go outside. It's a death wish. It's just far too hot. Yeah. I sometimes I do. I'm, and you're- Back at uni, right, studying, and I'm 40, so I'm changing careers, and I'm doing something called Australian literature, which ironically, I'm the only Australian in the class. The rest of the class is full of people where you're from in the United States. Uh, partic- oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're talking about Australia, and our history, mate, is just basically been a bit like in the uh, when people moved from east to west in the States back in the 1700s and 1800s and the like. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to grapple with the environment and the weather. Um, and just yeah, just trying to get something that was unknown. Yeah, yeah. It's we've all. It's always this is not new. Hot weather and drought and very arid conditions are not new to Australia. You know. Um, so uh, I suppose we can't complain too much. We've just got to deal with it. <coughs> you know. So yeah, that's it. That's it. So yeah, look, you've you're a survivor in my book. Do you think that's fair to say? Totally. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> You're a survivor, but you've done it and you've lived. I survived this fucking ball. Still rolling on it too. So, 
Yeah, good on you. Good on you. And you know what? You've had fun doing it. And the thing that I like about listening to your talk, it doesn't sound like you've got any regrets, which I think is awesome. Nah, nah. It just, I do the shit the way I do it. And I've always done, done it that way. And I, I mean, there's some shit that I wish I knew, just like the face of song. Wish I knew now what I, you know, I wish oh, I knew God. then what I know now. Yeah. But fucking whatever. What I've, I've had a lot. I've had a lot of fun. I've had, you know, I've had probably more fun than most people could have in a dozen lifetimes in mine. And yeah, you know, I take the good with the bad. But I'm still here, and I'm still enjoying my mornings. So it's, it's all right. Yeah, I complain. I feel, feel very fortunate hmm. and great and grateful. That's wonderful, mate. Yeah. Well, look, I'll, I'll wrap things up, mate. Thanks very much for the chat. Really appreciate it. You know, um, the shows down here should be cracking. So you've got four or five shows, I think, that are happening across. We've got uh, four. We've got four. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane, mate. So, yeah, good, good luck with the shows and keep on rocking, man. It's uh, been a pleasure to chat to you. Cool, brother. No worries, mate. Take care, man. We'll see you. All right, later. For sure, brother. No worries. Gotcha. <laughs> You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series which syndicates for the A-List online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and that conversation featured Tame Down from Faster Pussycat. Thank you so much for listening.